Okay, uh, agenda, regular meeting of the members of the Metro Housing Authority, August 19, 2021. Roll call. Uh, Commissioner Luongo. Present. Commissioner Chevry. Here. Commissioner Lewis. Present. Commissioner Janvier. Here. Can we Major. just note the time, please? Just note the time. The time is 6.05. That's right. Seven. We're going to clock up there. Oh, well, that's... That clock's two minutes slow. Six or seven. Like just like me. <laughs> they did fix it though since last time, Mr. Chair. They did fix it.
person, uh, that was conveying the story to me, uh, just felt like he said not, not to wear a mask because he was vaccinated. I'm coming again up against the same issue. Um, so my question or my recommendation or asking you to take another consideration, Mr. Driscoll, is to read the vaccinated or not, because those that are unvaccinated are not following the protocol. And that is a health issue for the rest of us. Secondly, uh, changing of filters. It's my understanding that the filters, I remember back before I lived at Tamponi, there was an issue with uh, residents of that particular building that brought up an issue with the Board uh, of uh, Health. And I think the end result of resolving that was that the, uh, the filters and events would be changed yearly. In the three years that I've been there, the first two years they were not. I think they were changed last fall. So I'm asking if, if they're going to be changed um, and the health issues for everyone. And we know that they're not hoping that the filters can be changed before the heat. His last comment, if Mr. Driscoll didn't want to respond to either one of those, was not uh, a question, but a comment. Uh, you, you seem to be amused, Mr. Driscoll. Is there something I, I'm not responding to you. Go ahead. Okay. It's, your, your it's your opportunity to speak to the board. Please, please, don't. Please don't, don't look so amused. I, I'm not amused at all. I'm not amused. But I'm not going to argue with you. It's not my position, nor my desire to argue with you or anyone else. And I want to be respected when I'm speaking. You certainly are, ma'am. You certainly are. Well, you look very amused. Please, don't read into into what what my mood may or may not be. I will, on your facial expression and smiling. Yes, I will, sir. The last comment that I have is uh, a concern that I have from the torrential downpour that we had today. The front parking lot was totally a lake of brown, tanned, beige water, which I've never seen there before, no matter what kind of torrential downpours we had there. And so I called the uh, the water and sewer uh, department uh, at Bedford City Hall, and the gentleman seemed nonplussed and just said, oh man, that's just poo-poo. I said, probably. Um, so this was all bubbling up from all of the sewers, and I want to make the housing authority aware that it was a lake of excrement, apparently, uh, this afternoon. I just want to remind him if you want to share where you are in the process of establishing the tenant. Both of you have been at several meetings um, for the last couple of months, and I I had brought up and Jeff had explained the process to reactivate the tenant association. And just given the nature of the comments and conversation that you want to have, this is for for that. I'm just curious if you guys have engaged with Jeff um, and other tenants in your um, home. Communities to actually get that go up. It sounds like um, conversations are of interest to you around different matters, and uh, this forum unfortunately can't support that, but we can certainly support recognizing the establishment of a tenant association. The whole purpose of that is to be in conversation with the executive director and staff of the housing authority, as well as with the staff. I just wanted to remind you to check in on how you guys are making progress with that. Um, because it, I think it would be a good um, avenue to explore. Yeah, can I say one thing? And that's important to me um, that we do establish a tenant. So we won't have to come, but you know, we don't have managers on staff to organize this. Yes, Karen is on. Karen is on vacation. Yes, but um, the doors are not open. We have to knock constantly to get in. I'm not. This is not on Karen because I had a very good. Um, conversation and it was really a good conversation. I was happy about that. 
Um, but, you know, when you're trying to establish things, no one is around. The schools are not open. You can't get in. You can't. We're not. We're trying to get in. It's not at all. One time I called in the answering services one on when everybody should be in their office answering each one. Karen did tell us at a, um, a meeting at Ken Home that um, anytime we have a question, call her. And she will get right back to us. She'll get back to us. But we did that and that's not happening. This is not a Karen per se, but I just really want to know when I was going to be able to establish you know, this is not the forum for it. When can we do it? When can we talk to some a professional or a manager or somebody to start these things? Here it is. I've been to what this the third meeting or something. Or yeah, and I just want to just don't misunderstand what I'm saying. You are always welcome to come to board meetings. I'm simply saying that if you're interested to have a conversation, this is not the meeting and the place for that. So just make sure that you have both opportunities available to you so that you are feeling that you're able to be heard and contribute in ways that are meaningful for you. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, um, I'd like to respond to that comment, though. Please. And you mentioned the camera. Yes. So whoever is offering for parents, so that's been, that person is also offering their side. So try to, you know, understand how they, the managers have to travel from one side to the next side. I do. I understand where you're coming from, yeah. yes, but just try to make your understand. And, and I do, because right. I don't know who is, so that's nobody knows. Mr. Chair? Yes, sir. Mr. Chair, Karen has been on vacation for four days. The, uh, let me say this, though. The, if, if I may, the, the sore backup, is that on our property? Or was that I know nothing about it. We do now. I do now. Okay. So with that, so that's my point for okay. bringing it up in a public meeting. Can I have a right to do Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that to our Thank attention. You. Now, was it on our property? The it was all the sewers on our property, and I don't know the sewer that is underneath the fence. Um, I have no idea who, who this, whether the sewer is half on our property or half on the contractor's property. It's underneath one of them is underneath the fence, one is in front of my car, one is underneath mine, and a neighbor's car. Mr. Chair? Yes, The proper process is for the resident to call that into maintenance and to follow through with maintenance if there's an issue that needs to be addressed. I did not see it as a maintenance issue. I saw it as a city issue, and well, when I did not get a proper answer from the city, I thought that I would bring it as a courtesy to the attention of the executive director. I will not be demeaned or disrespected for bringing something up, and rather than being thanked for bringing something to the attention. I am not interested in having a conversation here. It always turns out to be conflictual, and I'd be upset. I bring up information that often is not put out on the table, that doors are closed that we can't bring to a manager's uh, attention, or that never makes it beyond the manager, and there are no tenant associations, and I have no intention of putting up that together. That is not our responsibility. No, it's not. Yes, if it's, it and if it's not there, then it's coming here. Well, actually, what I'm trying to clarify to you is, and that's, that's no, that would take me, that would require me taking on a uh, a leadership 
position in that group, and I don't care to it do that. It depends on how you guys structure it. It could be shared. It doesn't have to be one person. I have no intention of reaching out to my neighbors to start this. Okay, that's fine. Here's Gary Ellen You probably should have called our maintenance. Steve Dowderow was around. I'm sure today was a tough day. I wrote to Steve Dowderow yesterday on an email. I never received a response. I don't get responses, Mr. Wong. Well, Jeff, I think at this point, if we should maybe check with the city to see just where the... What did you say? Certainly we will. Certainly. Certainly we will, Mr. Chair. Certainly we will, Mr. Chair. Certainly. Yes. 
Yes, sir. Well, I, I, I just, hold on. Before that, I'm, that's the whole point of the tenant association. Is that where, that's where the conversation is? Okay, but get the managers together with Jeff and establish one. And why did I, and I wanted to say something, ma'am, and I apologize if you feel like um, any of this conversation is just meant for conversation and not pointing fingers. I don't think this is about pointing fingers at all. Um, and it, what I'm trying to say is, right, tenants and anyone should be able to voice their experience and, and not feel like it's going to be received as a criticism um, because the only way that we're going to be better as an organization is to hear when things aren't working and to figure out how we can together as opposed to thinking it's the us versus them. I don't think that this, I'm not taking your comments like that at all. Um, I very much think, just like I said, you know, we need to get more information, but I also think that just over the months, it's just becoming more and more clear that you guys want to have conversation and you want to have an opportunity and places to have conversation with staff when things aren't working. And bringing staff to board meeting is not always going to be an effective tool. Um, and so that's why I know, Jeff, you had clarified for us that through you with your support, the Tenant Association can be started. And I think since you're planning to gather the managers anyway, who are also supposed to be an asset and tool for that support, it'd be great to just start that conversation to get the association off the ground. I didn't indicate that, Madam, um, Madam um, Vice Chair. Uh, what I indicated is that it's the responsibility of the residents to begin a tenants organization and that it is not the responsibility of the housing authority to do so. But you're a resource, is what you said, you had information, right? We, we always had tenant associations, but if people aren't interested in having one, then it's not up to uh, Jeff Driscoll or uh, anyone. No, what I'm speaking to is there was a meeting where Jeff said he has resources and information for those who'd be interested. So if I misunderstood that there are resources to share with tenants, then please clarify. I, I do not have information relative to tenants' organizations. We have negotiated with the residents at this site a memorandum of understanding and the residents can reach out to the Mass Union of Public Housing Tenants, in particular Jack Cooper, who is the executive director. Um, but short of that, I have no other information. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to ask, I know you guys have been telling you know, for a long time, and it's not just you that you got in the building and done, and I know you may not want to do that. But do you have any idea that anyone else that may wants to take that, you know, that at least take the initiative, take the first step to start doing this? Because this well, is so I can't tell you how many, in the three years I've lived here, and even I've walked the board, I'm exhausted trying to reach out to my neighbors to see if they are willing to do something that could be effective for us as a group. I'm a clinical social worker. I know how to do that. I know the benefit of that. There's just no one that's interested. I can find you enough that will now come here and be a solitary voice. I will speak what I need to speak. It's a public meeting. I have every right to do it, no matter what anyone sitting up at the table thinks. Oh, I, I have nothing against and, 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 and again, it, it's when I was first presenting these issues, I know I've got a tone in my voice now because I feel under attack. And I think it was inappropriate what has been said to me. I, I have every right to make comments at this table. If Mr. Crucial chooses not to respond, he can do that. And I disagree about whether or not I have a right to ask a question. I disagree on that. I do. He can refuse to answer it. But it's not my intention, and I know it's not Sandra's intention, to start any arguments or any conflict here. We're merely trying to take care of ourselves, take care of our health issues, 
take care of where there doesn't seem to be any leadership that we can speak to or that is regularly available to us or actually does something with what we give to them, talking about in the past. This is the only venue we have, and, and I, I won't be intimidated into not speaking here. Hi, Miriam. I'm, I'm sorry that you feel like that, but I don't think you're intimidated. And, you know, you and I have talked a lot, and my phone is there for you and Sandra and any other person in the development. So what, what happened today was unfortunate, and let's just check into it to see if the city, if it's our sewer, if it's the neighbor next door. That's all I can say. Listen, they're welcome here anytime. You know that. Anyone, anyone. Well, no, anyone. I don't know that after tonight. Well, but well, thank you listen. for putting that out there. I, I just, sometimes we're doing our best to decide where to bring the information when all available avenues are not available to us. And I don't think it was so enough on my attention at all to even bring Karen DeJoy or any predecessor into this conversation. It evolved there. It wasn't our intention. We don't come here to create conflict. We come here to hopefully share information that the Housing Authority wants to hear, says thank you for sharing that. I've never gotten a thank you for saying, gee, I wasn't aware of that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. It's just always criticism. You're coming to the wrong person. A protocol that just doesn't work. But again, it's not where I want to go. It's not where I think you want it to go. We just wanted to ask for our health, and we have every right to do it, will, will a, a mask mandate be put back into place because people are not following it? We have every right. Everybody would say that the, the pandemic, that the Delta variant is very dangerous even if we live in Massachusetts. It's a fair question to ask. Mr. Driscoll to reconsider asking everyone to wear a mask. And I shouldn't have to go through a manager to do that. I, I think Two, I think to ask, since they, I have to finish, please, I'm almost done, to ask if filters are going to be replaced yearly when they're supposed to be, but they're not. I think it's often given to us that you need to go through this group. But then when we don't, we have been invited to come to another group right up to Mr. Driscoll. And that's exactly what we're doing. We just happen to be doing it in a public forum. So we should not be pushed back because very often we've already gone that group and it prompts us to come to a public meeting to say it because the other groups haven't worked. That's, that's the point. I think that's I didn't, I didn't, sorry, one last question. I really didn't know whose issue it was about the lake of excrement in the septum, if that's what it was. I have to trust that the sewer department knows what's backing up in the sewers. I really didn't Obviously, I didn't come right to the housing authority. I thought that was the city issue, and I immediately called the city. I didn't get a correct response from the city hall either, I didn't think. He treated me like I was a 99-year-old person calling a people. And he it was clear he thought it was funny. It's like, eh, this is what happens with, with these kinds of events. Well, so I'm just bringing it to the housing authority's attention how it was treated when I thought that I went to the proper source to try and handle it because it didn't seem like a maintenance problem to me. And it was not asking for a response. It was just, in case you don't know, 
and again, whenever any appreciation for bringing some attention to an issue out here, it's always just criticism that turns into an argument, and it shouldn't be that way. There's no argument here. I want to be clear. That's not our intention. If it's coming across as an argument, I made it clear, at least for me, I'm not receiving any of what either of you have said as criticism at all. What I'm trying to make sure is that, one, you're not waiting a whole month to come to a monthly meeting to come talk about things that affect your daily life. That makes no sense. Right? So, as you're saying, you're following the protocols, you're following these procedures, they're not getting you the relief and the response and the time that you need. And when it doesn't happen by the end of the month, we're here. I understand that. And what I'm also just lifting up again as a reminder is this is also the vehicle and purpose of a tenant association. I'm not going to do that. I'm not saying you. It's not my responsibility. I'm not saying you, Mary Ellen. I'm simply saying this is an additional resource that's available for all tenants. Then you need to speak with Mr. Driscoll. No. It's not my responsibility. I'm addressing public input. And here's the other thing about public input, right? There needs to be a realization that whatever it is that you bring up to the board, probably we're not going to be able to give you a meaningful or thoughtful response because it's probably the first time we're hearing about it, or we need to consult staff. It's not anticipated. Correct. And so I'm just trying to say. It's just bringing information. Correct. And so I think what I want to say is, yes, we hear this. I hear the information. It's not meant to be an argument at all. It's what we said to come up that just happens as part of information sharing and gathering. And I think there needs to be an understanding, at least from the board's perspective and at least from my perspective particularly, it is something to just follow up on to get more insight to understand how we can better serve residents. That's all I want. So I just want to make sure that you're clear on that. I can't speak for other people, but in terms of what I was trying to communicate to you both is I want to make sure you're aware of all the avenues for making sure that you're heard and you're served. And waiting once a month I don't think is a solution long term. Commissioner Sherry, I have a master's degree. I'm just as intelligent as you, and I know the protocols and the proper hierarchical route to go. And we have been invited. If that doesn't work, to be one of higher and higher. So I do reach out. I'm sending e-mails regularly. The only person that responds to me is Dave Ciccarella. He is the best employee that this housing authority has. He's responsive. He's detailed. He respects you. He cares whether you're upset about something that's happening. I don't get responses from anyone else. I put out a lot of effort. I'm not waiting. I'm not a silly old woman sitting up in that apartment waiting for this meeting to come around. If I could miss this meeting, I'd be very happy. I dread it coming. But I've been working throughout whatever comes up. I try to approach it with the proper protocols. And as invited, if you don't get the response, which I don't, then I bring it up here at this meeting. I've done everything that's been asked of me. This conversation should not be going on this long. We gave very innocent information that we were just trying to bring to the board's attention and to the Washington Board of Mr. Driscoll's attention. It should have been in 60 seconds done. Mr. Chair? Yes, Mr. Driscoll. I text the director of maintenance, and he's not aware of any surge backup or related problem at Tampone. He hasn't been made aware of that. And the reason it was good that I brought it up. Mr. Driscoll, could you ask the director of maintenance why he did not respond to my email? I will not at this time. Thank you. Thank you.
But I will, but I will further investigate that. Thank you. That's all I ask. Okay. Anything else? No. Thank you. So I, uh, I'll make a motion to close public input. Commissioner Lewis makes a motion that we accept the uh, public input. Commissioner Terry seconds it. Close, 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 and he has, though, um, with the assistance of our fee accountant, provided a financial report, an agency-wide operating statement, as of uh, June 30th of 2021, um, three quarters of the year through. And we're at a point right now where um, we are um, beginning the preparation. Actually, we have begun the preparation uh, for the presentation of the budget to the board at the uh, the next board meeting and so um, we will be looking at this very closely to see where we are um, to see what expenditures that um, we are uh, are needing to address going forward um, one of the things that um, director fowler uh, does emphasize on a, uh, a monthly basis is that if you will look to page 17 You'll see that we have increased the operating reserve at least uh, uh, three quarters of the way through. I think that was me this time. <laughs> I think that was me. Uh, we've, we've increased the. Um, if you can't hear me, please let me know. Um, we've increased the uh, the operating reserves again significantly. Um, my question is, what impact? will um, the year-end expenditures have upon that number and that number may actually that amount I should say may actually decrease um, when we have the final figures in toward the end of the year um, but um, at this point in time um, to uh, um, take the words from uh, from Mr. Fowler we are and, and in particular from our fee accountant Teresa Ewell um, we're in strong financial condition um, one one note, and that is that um, we had a lengthy meeting with um, with Tom and with Teresa, Gabe, myself, and the uh, consultants from uh, from Cambridge, which in this instance included their uh, financial team, to ensure that the housing authority was in good position to be able to begin to pay the architectural fees and um, for, for the repositioning of salt and stall. Um, that is going to be in the vicinity, at least up to the point of closing in the vicinity of around $2 million. Um, Teresa, and um, in discussions with, with Cambridge, um, has assured us that the Housing Authority has sufficient funds to be able to, uh, to expend those monies. Um, we have negotiated with the uh, the architect, and I can get into this in a little while with my ED report, but it does impact the financials. Um, we have um, negotiated with them a 30% holdback of funds um, so that when we get to a certain point in the repositioning process, um, they'll still invoice us, but they've agreed not to accept payment until such time as we go to the closing, which right now is...
is uh, identified to be sometime in the vicinity of November of next year, at which time when we go to the closing, that money will come back to us um, from, from day one for the architectural fees. So um, we are in strong enough position to be able to address that with the, um, uh, the monies that we have available at this point in time. Any questions? Yeah, just to be clear, what you're saying, is it anticipated by the end of our budget, budget fiscal year, that our reserves will be spent down with this presentation? Absolutely not. No. No. The $2 million is coming from where? The $2 million is coming from various accounts, um, uh, capital fund accounts, um, for uh, monies that um, uh, we've not yet received that we will draw down, um, but monies that, are at hand, that we have at hand. So um, we will not be in a weak we will not be in a weak financial position to be able to to cover that, and and um, very good question, Commissioner Chevron. Um, the payments are scheduled out based upon, and I'll show you that in just a few moments. But based upon the progress that is is undertaken by the firm, the architectural firm, so that that two million isn't a one-time payment. That two million is over a period of time. Um, their total. Their total fee is approximately four point five million dollars. So we've got them to we've got them to uh, to agree to us um, to hold back thirty percent of the initial expenditures that we would incur. And just as we're on the budget and we are um, cognizant here, I don't know about our our funding. Is all that going to be spent down, or is it has it been spoken for? And particularly as the question is coming up around the Delta variant and that but what is going to be the Tom, call for? Both, both Tom and um, Teresa have indicated to me not only with the, the funding we've received because of COVID, but also um, the, the, the grants that we have, the Ross grant, um, the family self-sufficiency grant, um, that none of those funds will be um, reverted back or recaptured by, um, by HUD. And so that, that's something that they have been keeping a very close eye on. It's something since uh, we received those funds last year, if you recall, um, that some of the funds were to be expended by December 31st of last year. And we had put a plan in place to be able to expend it um, during that period of time. Um, what's happened is we have gotten additional funding. Um, we have um, extended that out, and we have until December 31st of this year. And they've assured me that there'll be nothing that will be recaptured or have to be returned to HUD. Um, along those lines, we've also attempted to take advantage of uh, funding from the state as far as um, rents are concerned. Um, and we've submitted to the state a good number of individuals who um, could participate in the, um, um, the rent payment program that the federal government has funded through the states. And Massachusetts, as I understand it, is one of the better states at administering this. Sorry, Los, I keep, okay. keep going back and forth. I'm sorry. Um, and so that um, we're attempting to take advantage of that. How does that impact the budget? Well, that's money that the Housing Authority will get back. More importantly, though, it's money that we won't be uh, going after the residents for going forward, and they'll have hopefully a clean slate. So um, all those efforts uh, impact what it is that we do here. Um, as I said to the board in the past, though, um, 
for all intents and purposes, we have a very, very good collection rate, and our residents are very responsive. Our residents are protected because when their income decreases, their rent decreases, unlike in the private market where people's, people's income has decreased because they've lost employment, but yet they still have to pay the same rent that they were paying previously. So um, I, I think that's in part, and in my discussions with um, the fee accountant in particular, uh, that's in part why, uh, along with uh, a close eye on the budget, that we're seeing an increase, in, and Mr. Chair, I know that you've asked this question before, um, but that's one of the reasons why we see the increase in the uh, uh, the operating reserve on a quarterly basis. But again, I, I can't promise that that's going to um, continue into the last quarter because we may need to make adjustments and things such as that at that point in time, and there may be expenditures that are uh, that are. Um, still need to be undertaken. Um, in the budget, and I'll explain this to you in September, but in the uh, budget preparation already, um, I've not only gotten from the various departments, whether it be uh, uh, public housing, whether it be maintenance, modernization, uh, finance, um, Section 8, um, they've already given me their um, items that they want to have included in next year's budget and what I've requested in particular in the area of maintenance and mod is for them to identify when it is those expenditures are going to be undertaken so that we're not backloading that into our budget and, and through three quarters of the year um, giving us a very rosy picture when it may not be as rosy. I, I don't say that as a negative. I just want the, uh, I, I don't want to continually back end expenditures and I want the uh, staff to recognize that if they need something, um, if they don't get around to ordering it this year or purchasing it this year, um, they may not get it next year. We're not going to just roll over items simply because they, they didn't carry through with the acquisition of it. And that, that involves um, um, both the, the efforts of Gabe and, and Will in participating across the board. Thank you. Can I ask you any other questions? Yeah. Um, you mentioned about the uh, <clears throat> the state um, housing tenants that own back home. And I know as a tenant, I did receive a letter stating that is anyone and everyone that actually have problem paying might have been addressed to assist with that and not just a it's my understanding they have, and there was also a window. I, I don't. I think the window started, Michael. You may be more aware of this than I, but I think the window started in March of last year through, and I don't know what the end date was. So anyone who matched up during that period of time, it could have been to January one. It could have been to, to April of this year. I, I, I don't recall what it is, Losa. Um, but it's my understanding that, that that the managers had reached out to everyone, and, and there was a fairly lengthy list. And the, the reason why I, I don't mean to cut you, the reason why I'm asking you, because I received the letter late, um, which is a, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, maybe two or three weeks ago, I believe, I received that. So if it's something that's coming from before, I just want to make sure that just like I received the letter, I don't owe rent, but it's everyone that, even if they owe two months or half a month that they are struggling to pay, um, all of those individuals have been reached, and not a person that have a lengthy amount, even a small amount, you know, could hold someone back. I just want to make sure everybody actually has the chance to participate in that. It's, it's my understanding, and I'll check on this and, and, and let you know, and let the board know at the next meeting, um, but it's my understanding that what they looked at was the listings that came, and I say listings because it's plural, uh, that came from the finance department, and they worked off of that list, so that not everyone would have gotten correspondence. Um, it would have, it, it should have only been those folks who were 
behind in rent during that period. And they may have sent it to everyone. They may have sent it to everyone. I know they were targeting folks who were behind. And that's not to suggest you're behind, because I know that you're not. But they've reached out. Like I said, we had a good number. We had some folks who didn't quite understand and weren't looking to participate until they were encouraged to do so. On top of that, we received $10,000 in community development block grant funds that were administered. They were administered by Mystic Valley Health Services, who reached out to us at the end of June. And they indicated they had $10,000 to spend. That was community development block grant money from the city of Medford. Now, I don't understand why that went to Mystic Valley Health Services, even though I strike that. They do a very good job. They reached out to us, and we gave them five or six residents who they were able to pay down the balances that were owed. So we continue to work at that. We're not looking at this point in time to be evicting folks because of nonpayment of rent. We have made that decision from the get-go. If there's a behavioral issue or a lease breach, that's a different story. And we will go in and look to get a judgment for the amount owed. And that's happened once in the last year and a half. Yes. Again, Jeff, I do appreciate your friend is to me. Like you say, I should have received that. People that don't have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I read through the letter, had the letter was sent, and I'm saying to myself, okay, people that have issues with their rental have received that. I know I don't. But when I
and, and hello, sir, um, Georgiana. I believe it was not only in writing, but I believe there were also phone calls made um, to confirm that because I know that my staff had um, a number of discussions with folks where they were somewhat apprehensive in participating. Um, we need to get their authorization to be able to uh, to seek the money for them. So the, the, the positive is that if they participate and they get that, it clears up the balance. Um, the negative is if they don't understand that, then we have to enter into an agreement with them going forward for them to pay that back. And so just like with Mystic Valley Elder Services, we jumped. They gave us, it was the very end of June, they contacted me directly around the 24th, and they needed all the information to them um, before the end of that month. And we jumped at that. So our sorry, I'll follow up on this and then a second question and then Ben. Um, so for those for whom English is their first language, you may fall into this encatchment date. I'm curious about what support our staff is providing that speak those languages. And then a separate question related to the budget that's just looking at the end of the year, if there's any anticipated hirings happening, because we haven't talked about that in a while, so I just want to um, get caught up if that second question first okay um, and, and I'm going to reference it I've got it referenced in my notes you'll see that there um, will be a recommendation to the board in the budget to address that um, and my my anticipation is that that would be the case um, secondly um, two answers to the one question um, we utilize the services of one of our staff um, for purposes of interpretation. If you remember, uh, or I should say translation, you remember uh, last year we provided an increase in salary to one employee because she was she was undertaking that. Um, at 2 o'clock this afternoon, this room was packed full of individuals. Everyone was wearing a mask, by the way. Um, and she was translating to a group of approximately 10 or 12 folks. Um, so we utilize her services. We utilize her services in writing. We utilize her services for robocalls. Um, we also, um, the second aspect of this, Commissioner Chevry, is at the last board meeting, you had asked me concerning the individual who is the um, President Services Coordinator has been funded through the grant from DHCD, and she's at Walkling Court. Um, she is fluent in uh, not only English, but also in Haitian Creole. So we've used the services of both of those individuals in reaching out to our population. If there's a, uh, um, if there's a, a language that we don't speak, or that we don't have someone on staff who is available, um, who does in fact speak that, we use the language line. And, and we use that frequently. And the Resident Services Department um, is the entity who utilizes that most. I just want to make one, one thing. Go right ahead. Is for what you mentioned, you said when trying to reach residents uh, regarding paying, helping paying the rent for the money that we receive, if they don't understand and we make up, I mean, I just, it's because of what you said. Are we making sure they do comprehend why this is there, the money is there, so we don't have to go in agreement with them and then they will fall off the agreement and then they're going to have to go back to court because it's what you said. If they don't understand, we'll just make sure they do understand that whoever it is. It's my understanding, Losa, yeah. that there wasn't anyone who refused after it was explained. Now, that's my understanding. I'm going to double check that. That's my understanding, that there wasn't anyone who 
ultimately didn't realize what the benefit of, of participating in this. But I'll have some more figures for you at the next next board meeting. Jeff, uh, the letter that Losa received, where, where did it come from? You'd have to ask Losa. Oh. From, from, the, from, from the housing office. No, from, from the managers, yeah. Was it from the manager or was it from Jennifer? Uh, was it? They had both Jennifer and there you go. Yeah. But again, because I received the letter late, I just want to make sure that I'm still on the walking around and talking. So we're sent from here. We're sent from here. Oh, yeah, it was from the authority. Yeah. But they don't, Michael, but they don't, you know, they don't pass every correspondence they send out through me. Michael, by the way. Okay. Any other questions? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Would you like to do a second of all in favor of five? Aye. Executive number six, executive director's report. You mentioned uh, Jennifer McNabb on a number of occasions. Um, Jennifer is taking on a more active role um, at the authority, um, integrating resident services, public housing, and leased housing, um, and in some instances, um, working with, with finance and maintenance. Uh, DHCD has um, uh, sent out notice recently where they are amending the, their PMR um, process, which is a performance uh, management review. So we had a meeting two weeks ago involving uh, management, tenant selection, finance, and maintenance. And Jennifer has been tasked with um, with addressing this going forward um, so that the departments are collecting information and they're addressing uh, management issues relative to DHCD's PMR uh, requirements. And um, she's actually taken on, in this instance, um, as some of you may, be, may recall, um, the role of the previous uh, assistant executive director. Um, and um, one of the uh, responsibilities of her job description is this. Um, you'll see um, that if you will look at um, page 19, you'll look at the uh, management activity report. Um, there's a mistake on this, and I don't know that it was corrected in time for you to get a, an updated version of this. Um, but if you were to look at the numbers for the public housing occupancy, um, the numbers just didn't jive when I looked at this, and it had already gone out, unfortunately, to the, uh, the board. Um, there were 11 vacancies at the, um, in the July management activity report. Um, there's one new vacancy, and there's six new leases. Um, the one new vacancy, along with the uh, 11 previous vacancies, equals 12. Uh, minus 6 equals 6, not 11. Um, so there's only six vacancies. There are um, outstanding six vacancies that are um, being held in this building. Um, and the reason we're doing that is for the testing um, that is being undertaken by the architectural team and the 16C Walkling Court offline for the Ross Coordinator. Um, it is not for the Ross Coordinator. That is for the Resident Service Coordinator. And any time we take a unit such as that offline, we get authorization from either the state or the federal government. So it's not considered to be a, a vacancy. Um, so at this point in time, um, we've got a limited number. Um, as of 
as of last week, the end of last week, five out of those six um, were being offered out, which means that five out of at least five out of the six have um, uh, been rehabbed. Um, the work orders as of 731.21, um, as has been in the recent past, um, you'll see that as of this date, there were zero open work orders. Um, on very many housing authorities uh, with maintenance personnel that can, can say that. Um, Section 8 vouchers, you'll see that there's 930 vouchers on the lease. That's an increase of three. Um, there are more vouchers that are um, out on the street at this point in time um, that we are hopeful that individuals will um, um, be able to lease up and we're looking to to issue more vouchers. Um, I would like for that number um, to be up in the 960 range, um, if not more. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing based upon the fact that we may be looking to project-based some of those vouchers um, with some of our repositioning um, at um, another site. Um, you'll see in the MRVP program, the um, vouchers are um, remaining uh, consistent at, uh, at 11. Um, if you look at the next page, page 20, a um, little bit of a little bit of a different um, type of a report for you, at least in format. Um, Gabe had a, a philosophy of um, keeping things on this report um, until such time as the warranty period um, expired. Um, that was. Um, uh, 12 months out in most cases, um, we've taken those things off. So once uh, once there's a completion date, um, we want these things to be taken off unless we are uh, uh, are still working on some aspects of the uh, the closeout. Uh, but you see down the bottom, um, you'll see the state amount of $204,198. Um, you'll see the federal capital fund at just over $1,100,000. And you'll see the CDBG funding is 95,000 um, that we're we're presently working on. Um, this does not include um, a dollar value for the comprehensive mod. Um, excuse me for the repositioning on the federal side. But you can see that the construction for that is estimated at uh, 67 million. And the, I'm, I'm corrected. I said 4.4 million for the architectural uh, contract. It's it's 4.2, almost 4.3. Um, so it gives you a little bit more detail, and it identifies, I think, more clearly um, who the um, the designer is in each project and who the contractor is if it's been uh, been awarded. Um, there's a number uh, to be determined there, um, and that's simply because there's uh, a number of items that are in design, in particular the um, $600,000 uh, surveillance system replacement. It's actually 540, and I believe it's uh, 60,000 for design services. Okay. Um, I've given you some correspondence uh, from, from FADA, uh, which is page 21. Uh, talks about the uh, moving to work cohort. Um, something that we're going to be looking into in in the uh, the future is the moving to work. Um, at this point in time, um, this is something that was uh, was rescinded, unfortunately, um, by um, by HUD. Um, certainly, something that we may have at some point in time, if it's reinstituted, want to take um, into consideration. Um, on page 23. You'll see that there's a letter uh, from Kyle Cohen, who is the attorney representing uh, the class action suit by housing authorities against 
the uh, the federal government, where um, the government has given has been given, excuse me, an extension again uh, on the um, on their appeal. Uh, this time to September 13th, and that is a um, a drop dead date. They won't the, the government won't extend that any further. Um, you'll see on page 30, excuse me, 24. You'll see that um, there's a brochure here that um, we had. Let's see, two, four, six children participated. Um, the STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, it was a program that was held at the West Medford Community Center, uh, for which the, um, the Housing Authority paid $250 per child. Um, that was something that we discussed at a previous uh, uh, meeting, uh, and we paid $1,500 um, for that. Um, in, your, in your packet was, uh, I believe it was in your packet, if not, I apologize. Um, we have increased the Landlord Incentive Program. The commissioners had awarded, or authorized, I should say, uh, $37,500 for the um, authority to have landlords participate in an incentive program. This is the, uh, the notice, I believe, that was in your packet. No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't in the packet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I will make sure that you get a copy of this. Um, that, I, my apologies. That's my, uh, my mistake. Um, we've increased that to $1,000. We haven't had um, as much participation as I wanted. Um, but we have had some landlords um, who have participated in that. I'm going to ask uh, Samara um, to give us an update at the, um, for the next meeting. Note. To see exactly what the level of participation is, um, is with that. If I may, yes, sir. a PowerPoint presentation um, that um, BH plus A, the architectural firm, provided to the residents uh, this afternoon. Um, it seemed to be a very uh, positive um, presentation, and it, and it dealt with the participation of, of residents in the, um, the ongoing construction project. And this was to introduce a survey that is going to go out to the residents either Monday or Tuesday of next week, 
we've asked them to complete that in, in uh, approximately a week's period of time and submit that back. The questions involve uh, what issues that they may have with their apartment, with the uh, building as a whole, um, what types of things would they um, uh, like to see the, uh, the authority um, provide. Um, are the common areas sufficient? Um, is there, are there areas outside the building I believe that the authority is uh, um, it would need to address in their minds? Um, it's a three-page survey that the um, architectural firm has, uh, has put together um, in conjunction with um, both Gabe and, and myself in, in our review and suggestions. Um, it, was a, it was a presentation that was well accepted as I uh, inferred just a moment ago. Um, there were approximately uh, 60 people in this room. All were provided a mask when they, uh, they came into the, um, the room if they didn't already have one. Um, and um, there were numerous questions. Um, we tried to limit them to the, uh, the survey. Um, we indicated to them that we would be meeting with them on a number of issues going forward. And if I can just bring your attention to um, what we want to know, um, this is basically, I don't know what these questions are, but this is basically what the survey looks like, as if, if you all can see it. it unfortunately, the pages aren't numbered. Um, um, but that's what the survey looks like. They can they can write in, make comments. They can circle yes, no, uh, in some areas, and um, the firm um, will then take that into account. Um, again, general information about the building and, and apartment questions. You see the areas that that they touch upon. Um, one of the principles was here, and indicated um, that um, you know what each each area involved. At some point in time, they'll also put a board up, from my understanding, this is what they've done successfully, um, so the residents can actually get a sticker and put where it is that um, um, they, um, you know, things that a library, arts and crafts, computer room, games, things such as that, um, that they may be involved with. Those are called planning workshops. And the, the item that I just referred to a few moments ago is on the next to last page, and it's the schedule which you'll be seeing you'll be seeing you'll be seeing more often we'll be showing you a schedule such as this and you'll see that they are approximately six weeks into the uh, the master planning and addressing the uh, existing conditions uh, they've been doing a, a good deal of uh, amount of, a good amount of work um, up to this point, trying to determine what the conditions are in the um, in the building. One of the things that we're going to be looking to do is we're actually going to take down a balcony. Um, that hasn't been determined where um, or what units that's going to be. It's going to impact two units, um, but we have to take down the balcony, one balcony, just to uh, investigate um, how that was constructed. Uh, the balconies are uh, um, in questionable condition right now. In questionable condition. Um, I have a question while yes, we're discussing this. We all know what happened in Florida with the high rise. Right. This building is how old? It's over 50 years old. It was in the 60s. It was only a kid. No, I remember. I, I do remember when, I, when they built it. Uh, it was a big warehouse. Yeah. Unfortunately, if I were up here, I could have remembered that too, but I wasn't here in Medford at the right. time. But is that in the consideration with the other water and you know, all that? 
it, it's a subject that we broached with the uh, the architectural firm, and and one of the things that um, it certainly wasn't foresight on our part; it was just luck. Um, but we did the physical needs assessment. If you recall, we did a very, very thorough investigation of the, uh, the building. And at no point in time was the, uh, um, the structural um, condition of the building uh, questioned to the point where they felt there might be a need to remove folks out of here. Um, does the building need to be addressed? Yes. Are there concerns about the facade? Yes. Are there concerns about the air quality and, and um, the electrical and the plumbing? Yes. Uh, but not to the point where they've made me or, or Gabe, um, or for that matter, the folks from Cambridge who are consulting us, aware that there's any concern with the, um, um, the integrity of the building. We can see just what happened in Belmont a couple of weeks ago when John Lanou was in the top of the building in Belmont. What they've noticed here is that, that, as we've said to the board previously, both myself and Gabe and, and when Margaret Moran was here from Cambridge, that there is a level of obsolescence here, meaning that the, there's a significant amount of work that needs to be done in this building. Um, but um, I'm not aware, and I asked this question as far as whether there was a concern with the structural integrity of the building, and they've indicated no. And, and, and Michael, quite frankly, that was even before the collapse in Florida. A follow-up question to that: What's the adjusted number of weeks from RFP doesn't identify the general? You know what? I'd have to check on that. That I don't know. I've only just seen this today. And the last piece of information, um, which I say is best for last, um, amen. Madam Vice Chair, I will look into that, though. Um, is um, the chairman this week, along with myself, received a copy of Michael, if you just take one and pass the others down. I'll show you. You want to give me one back because I think I gave you two, gave you two back. I think I gave you too many. Yeah. Uh, this correspondence from DHCD. If you recall, um, back at the June meeting, you had approved the submission of this application. To, um, to DHCD for funding uh, for a planning grant of $50,000. Um, and um, this correspondence, as I said, that went to the chair this week with a copy to me, indicates that the Housing Authority was one of four housing authorities in Massachusetts who were uh, awarded this planning grant. And while the planning grant is um, certainly important and welcome, um, if you look down to the first line, in the third paragraph, it says this planning grant excuse me, will be available for use during the pre-development period of August 1, 2021 to January 31 of 2022 to fund the work needed to assess project visibility and create a stage two proposal for submission to DHCD. It's my understanding that there's $30 million available um, to uh, create additional housing and that the first step was to qualify for stage one. 
Um, if I read into that, then uh, my hope is that we are in competition with only three other housing authorities for a portion of that $30 million. Um, this is for Walkman Court. Um, this will uh, assist us in the funding of the uh, construction that we're looking to do with Folia. She sent it over to you. So, um, extraordinarily good news. Um, and we've been working with DHCD since uh, last year on um, the repositioning of, um, of Walkman Court. And they had informed us previously that ANOFA was coming out. They didn't tell us that we would qualify for it. They um, didn't tell us uh, anything relative to it other than the fact that it would be coming out. So um, this is terrific news. Um, Natalie Jansen, who I think I'm not sure if you've met her, Natalie Jansen from um, Cambridge was instrumental in putting that application together. Yes. No, I think no. I, I think what you got was the application. There, there may have been um, simply a change uh, only in some of the verbiage that um, uh, we may have changed a word here or there. Um, but you certainly can have my copy. No, no, the application that we submitted. That's it, right there. Oh, Yes, okay. It would have been a handout. It would have been a handout at a board meeting. Do you want it back? Yep. If it wasn't email, I probably don't have it. Before you vote on to go just a topic check. I know that most of the site have those big trash that we called on uh, tenants in Texas and all the stuff that you put out. I'm asking um, what you're putting out there if you think that um, we could have one because they used to have a huge um, of trash in the back and that was good and then replaced. It would be great for tenants so they don't have to um, put the trash uh, that, that share and support and even for the fences where kids are playing and they build them I know. I know. Over the last couple of years, we have done. Um, we funded cleanouts, and we put we put a dumpster there. And I know at Lapre, it was over by the, the garage there. Um, on the agenda this evening is um, an award to uh, a new trash hauler, um, but we certainly can investigate that. Because, um, like I said, I know we've done it in the past, and, and we've had success with it. The only time it was done was when they were to do inspection. React. Yeah, and then once it's done, it can be moved. So let me look into that for a moment. So you want a permanent disposal there? I, I don't know that it would be permanent, but we, we, can, we can put something out maybe, maybe periodically or whatnot. Good word. Good yeah. word. Yeah. Before we go any further, speaking of the Lapree, is that vacant lot that we Is anything? Yeah, it's um, it, it, nothing has been done at this moment because that is going to be part of the. We're doing a physical needs assessment there, so that there's going to need to be a master plan of that entire development here. 
here we're doing the, the, the comprehensive modernization of this building. But we're also doing a master planning to see, and you'll notice on that schedule, see a master planning as to how best we can use the land at this site. We need to do the same thing at Lepree, and Lepree has has um, a huge opportunity for this housing authority simply because it's 11 to 12 acres, and there's lots of potential on that site. And certainly, um, those units, correct me if I'm wrong, other than maybe maybe Willis, maybe Walkley, um, Lepree has got to be one of the three oldest sites we have. When I was when I was a little boy, we played ball down there. That's, I mean, I go back to the from the guys from back to World War I. They were probably veterans' housing, oh, maybe? Yeah, around, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there must have been a 200 program. Yeah. So that would have been probably late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. 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 So that, that, that possible land is something that we looked into before we started undertaking the physical needs assessment at Lepree, um, but we would, if you look at the three developments that we're addressing right now, this site right here is furthest along. Walkling is second in line and Lepree is third in line. So where we were with Salt and Stall uh, probably a year ago, maybe, maybe a little bit more, that's where we are with Lepree. We've already begun that needs assessment down there. So. Um, We'll push forward with that. We'll push Thank forward you. with that. Yep. And we'll call Michael, and we'll incorporate that. And just just one further note about that. I was under the impression that that was owned by someone else, but that is that's been deeded over to the it was oh, deeded yeah, over to the authority. Yeah, it's not a nonprofit, but that's the authority's property. Well, a couple of houses there. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, any other questions in regards to the executive director report? Uh, Oh, Mr. Mr. Chair, one other item, one other item, and um, this was in reference to something that was said earlier when I was doing the budget. Uh, I missed this item. Um, and that is that um, Barbara Fleming is retiring as of, um, um, we anticipate that to be um, on um, September 30th. Um, and then Barbara's been on vacation this week, but we have a meeting scheduled beginning of next week, um, or I should say sometime during next week, um, where um, Barbara and, and um, Lisa, uh, Jen and I will be discussing plans on, on going forward. And I fully anticipate, um, in response to a question that was was asked earlier, um, I fully anticipate a uh, budget recommendation with regard um, to the results of my discussion with them, and um, that would be at the September meeting. Um, I'm going to have a discussion as far as how we're going to proceed forward in that department. I don't have any specifics at this point in time until I talk to them. I need to talk to them first. I'm just asking, is that on the table? Sure. As are, you know, a number of things at that point in time. And that would be the September September, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, we're going to do business. Uh, hey, 
development of the performance management evaluation system, the UMB Performance Center with the area and I just want to let the minutes reflect that that should actually say implementation because we've already developed the tool with Mary. That can change, huh? Yep. Yeah. Mary? Go ahead, Mary. Move up if you feel more comfortable. No, can you hear me? Talk loud. I've never been accused of not being heard. Uh, so really, you're in great shape. So tonight is really just the first meeting that begins the year going forward. And because this is the pilot year, the first time you're doing it, I'm just coming to these four meetings to kind of keep on track. So at the last time we were together, you approved the instruments, okay? And the purpose of today is to be the first meeting of the year. So really what we said at the last meeting was that the purpose of today was to go through each of the objectives to make sure there was a shared understanding of what it meant. There's, most of these are very straightforward, so I don't think there needs to be much debate. So if you're looking at your document on page two, we just want to be sure, this one, we just want to make sure that everybody has a, a shared understanding of what it is you're trying to measure and have a little bit of a conversation on that. Some of these are very specific, but what you don't want is to have any misunderstanding amongst, you know, the group of you that when you meet again in three months, well, that's not what I meant, that's not what we understood. So we're going to just go, I would say, uh, Mr. Chairman, just go through each one of these, section A and B, and then really the only other thing you need to do tonight, and it can be done however you want to do it remotely or through the chair in terms of signature and who signs things, it really is just about, um, you'll see on page six, this is the formal, there's three formal sections. It's the plan, which is what you should have to tonight, you know, agree that this was our plan. And then in the mid-year, which would be in six months, and then in a year from now, it will be the annual. So this is just the formal checkoff. So the purpose of tonight is really just to go through page two, because if you recall, we discussed it at the meeting I was here. I think that might have been in June, not July. And then I sent you the final one. So I just want to be sure that you all, um, you know, take a, a moment on each to say, yes, that's how I see that playing out. Yes, that's my understanding. And because you have to operate as a board, you know, we really should have a clear understanding of, of what each one is. So I'm here to help clarify, but I would just say, you know, somebody jump in, and it's important to have both the director and the board have the same understanding of what's to be expected. Mr. Chair. Yes, um, yeah, it, yeah I, I would prefer if we could to go through each item, A1 through 4, um, and then B1 through 7, if we could just go over the verbiage, because I have some questions on the on the verbiage. 
I would suggest that if, if, if we could. Mary? That's totally up to you all. I thought it was set the last time, but maybe if there's edits, I, it's your your baby. You all do what you want. Well, can I raise my issues? Sure, can I go through this with my issues? Okay. Um, if, if you look at A1, um, actually, you need a board performance months or not, okay. Uh, repositioning slash structure. The ED will continue to pursue the repositioning of the MHA public housing developments. We'll coordinate the steps necessary to effectuate the short and long range plans of the repositioning and we'll provide regular updates on key points. I think that has to be in the process. Everyone has a copy of this, correct? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, in the process requiring board's attention. I have no issue with that. Does, does the board have any issue with that? No, no, I think it's pretty straightforward. The only thing I would and so I think, um, as we are suggesting, Jeff, we go through one, one by one. I think we also want to continue to make sure that this kind of framing that is put here is identified. For example, the objective, the performance measure that we're looking for and agreeing to, as well as the specific target date or dates for completion. Because I think leaving things totally open and vague, how do you measure that? Yeah, I think, and um, Madam Vice Chair, I agree with you, and, and that was actually a question that I was going to get to um, for Mary, and, and that is, um, Mary, you know, I look at A, uh, 1 through 4, uh, and then I look at B, 1 through 7, and um, how is, is, is that evaluated? How are, how are those two interrelated? Um, I see you have the priority performance objectives and, and expectations, um, but then I see you have the key performance factors and expectations. So I'm, I'm a little bit confused as far as from the bottom up, not the top down, but from the bottom up, um, what's the difference in the evaluative process for A and B um, when it comes to, to the performance of myself and, um, of course, the performance of my staff? Sure. So, as you recall, there's two sections, and we did expand them. We kind of called the goals and mini goals. We had that conversation. And the first section is really about these are the expectations of the results we are looking for over the year. You know, this is what the priority objectives are. These have goals and expectations. And the, what we need to discuss tonight is what does that look like? What is that measurement? What do we expect in each one of these things? And by when? We talked about the SMART goals and is it timely? Is it measurable? That was our purpose of tonight is to make sure we have a shared understanding. Now, we, we did not get into so specific because we've never done this before, which is why we're calling this a pilot, right? The second section is really much more of a check-off of how do we feel things are going in this. So when you see on the next page on page three. And that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. 
So on the top half, it's a, okay, we're behind schedule, we're on schedule, some of it has been met, we've got to redefine it, you know, whatever it might be, in, and which is why we added in a quarterly meeting, because we're all new at this, and we're like, does this make sense still? Whereas on section B, it really is not a, did you meet your goal? It's kind of like, how's it going? So there is a distinction between the two because the section B is everyday management issues. It's, you know, how are we doing physically? How are we doing with uh, evaluating the other staff or managing the staff, disciplining, encouraging, training, whatever we want to do with the staff, tenant relations, how's it going? So this is really, it's not a lot of data that you're collecting on the section B. It's kind of like, How's it going? Section A is, these are real objectives, which is why I, I said for Section B, we don't really need to define too much. Those sentences are defined. But it would be helpful on Section A to talk about what does that look like? What do we mean when we say, how are we going to measure, um, you know, will we, uh, how is the ED evaluating security issues on a monthly basis? Does that mean we want to report. Does that mean data is being collected? That's the kind of conversation you should have. And I think it's really important for the director to be able to say, this is what's realistic. And then a conversation of, okay, what do we want it to look like in three months from now for our next conversation? So I think the focus, that's a great thing. I think the focus, Mr. Driscoll, would be on that first floor. Uh, do you see what I mean about the second half of Yeah, no, I, I don't because wh where I'm curious is that you basically inferred that in B, the key performance factors and expectations are not data-driven. But I would anticipate that those would be more data-driven than the issues um, in one through four, um, which, which and number four, governance bylaw. ED will ensure that bylaws are thoroughly reviewed and updated. That, that seems to be a one-time occurrence. In board relations, there's nothing um, indicated, at least in my copy, um, there's nothing indicated there as to how the board would, would evaluate me. And in resident services, um, back in June, I had agreed that we could put forth a, um, a survey of the residents by October of 2021. Um, but that was before um, I found out that my director of resident services is, is retiring. So, um, you know, so there's some issues that I have with those three items. Um, but I still look at B as key performance factors and expectations. Um, I think this, in my estimation, was um, to some extent key managerial functions you have listed here are those things that I provide to the board on a, a monthly basis to see what the performance is, whether it be in the reports that are on the administrative report sheet, which deal with vacancies and issuance of vouchers, or whether it is in the, uh, the financial report, which shows the condition of the, um, the authority. So my, my thought is that, and maybe I'm mistaken, this is why I bring it up, Mary, for your help. Um, that the key performance factors and expectations are those things that I point to. When I look at this, I look at how is it that 
the board is going to be able to objectively um, indicate what the what my performance is as as ED, and to me that is in large part a, a numbers generated approach. Um, it's pretty easy to to say that yes, um, every staff member has been evaluated. Um, it's not as easy to be able to say, well, you know what, we had to discipline three people, um, and, and that's that's within my responsibility, not the board's responsibility. And I wouldn't be reporting a personnel action in a, a public meeting. So, um, and I only bring that up because I know you just mentioned discipline. So I just have some questions as far as how the board is going to interpret this so that they and I are on the same page as far as what that level of expectation is. And that's the purpose of this meeting. Right. Right. So I can't tell you what the expectations are. Um, and I guess I would say when you evaluate your, your staff, you know, an evaluation is you may have set goals for them, like we need to get this done by March, you know, that's a measurable goal. Being a strong leader or being a manager or making sure the board is informed, it's really more those conversations and communication about uh, the relationship than it is, you know, I can give you 18,000 pages of a document and say I communicated with you. That's not communication. So I think it's these conversations. So that's why I said we should go through each one and say, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the board? And do we come to consensus? Uh, one of the differences between the top half and the bottom half, and we had some good conversations about where things should be. These topics were agreed upon by people in June. Now we can tweak it because maybe we're paying a little bit closer attention to it because now we actually have to have the conversation. I will be very honest with you. It's been a little bit pulling some teeth to get people to, to communicate other than, you know, my suggestions, my drafts. We've had, uh, you know, but we're here. The difference between the first and, and the second half are that the second half is really ongoing items. They're not goal specific. Obviously our goal is to, you know, be good with tenants or but there's some specific goals in the top half. So I think that's I think that's the distinction between the two. But what's most important is that there is a shared understanding of the expectations. So I think I would say spend the time now to, to go through each one. Like program management, for example, that's not that's an ongoing responsibility. That's why it's called, you know, uh, it's not a goal. We're always going to have efficiency and innovation. You know, we're always going to have communication with the board. It's not a measurable task. You know, what is it? When is it due? What, is, what does the outcome look like and what does success look like? I don't think that the second half is a, um, you know, it's more about how many people did we hire, 
uh, human resource management, how is it going, uh, not getting into people's personnel files. It's more about how am I as a manager um, and how is that flowing? Because while, and this is why it's always so much fun when you have a board, because the, the roles, you know, what's yours, what's mine, and what's ours. And you have to be have those conversations. So I think because this is our pilot year, I would just go through one through, you know, 10, one through 11, sorry, um, and say, what does that mean to us? We had a little bit of conversations about it, but we were fine-tuning language. And there's nothing saying you can't edit the language. But um, this is where we had left off. And, and you bring up an excellent point, because if there's not a shared understanding or there's confusion of what does that look like, there's no point in doing this. So I would say just jump right in and go in order. Just to ask, in terms of looking at this again, what I can learn from what you had asked us to do on the call report and stuff is that part B is more like internal based, like you're saying. Because, right, Jack has like a, I don't know, maybe it's a long job situation. And so part B was a way of like really just identifying the key buckets that really he's kind of doing on a regular basis to be able to report out and just your answer in your monthly report. I think it would be great. At least from as I look at it, in terms of how to communicate this, is having these seven sections every single time we want to report your executive director report. So that way, if there's something to update, update. If there's nothing to update, don't update. That's fine. But at least we're always having that cadence. And I think that the um, section A was about the strategic goals of the organization, which is really like what you're talking about the board's work, is that we set strategy and direction along with the executive director and then our policies and financial decisions support that. So when we look at, you know, repositioning, for example, starting with number one, the EZ will continue to pursue the repositioning of MHA, blah, blah, blah. That to me is like an overall statement of just what the, the strategic goal. Now the question, I guess what you're saying first to you, Mary, tonight is, well, how does that, what does that look like? Like, how are we going to measure that? Right, and what do you want to have Right, what is the measurement you want? What is the specific goal? And it can change over time that, you know, what, what do you anticipate the goal to be? My question is, and, and Georgiana, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. So, but my question, Mary, to you is that how do you anticipate um, the evaluation of my performance? Is that through B? And and B is to lead to A. Is is that what you're saying? And, and let's use the repositioning as as an example. Um, is is that the management of public housing and leased housing program is 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 that something that we would incorporate through the as you indicated those are performance based and the end result is that which is an a correct i think it's all performance based i i think that uh, you might be getting a little bogged down in it that you know and we can change the language to, to fit whatever people want. So clearly, a measurable task in the first one is the regular updates of key points in the process, you know, regarding the board attention. And the goal is to pursue repositioning. So how do we measure if you are pursuing repositioning? And is that something we want to measure? 
or how are we doing in that pursuit? You know, and what is the impression of that, and what do we expect on a regular basis? So I think the words in here that talked about, you know, to effectuate the short, short and long-range plan. So do you have short and long-range plans? How are we measuring that? What are we doing on those? Are we reporting on those? And those are questions you all have to say. And like, have we gotten that right in the language that was done? So I think it's the understanding, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, I think that you use that number one to be explicit. Jeff, from what we went through, I don't think your evaluation is based on A, the organizational strategic goals. The way that you do your work is just letting us know how you do your work. So what I came away from you did. But for number one, for example, I don't have a single document that has a short and long range plan. So one of the objectives for number one could be within the next three months, develop a you know document with a short and long range plan for our repositioning by property. There's my there's my problem. Not once have I ever heard about a short term or an excuse as an example. Here's my problem. And that is that not once have I ever heard about a, the requirement for short term or long range plan. And so that where does that fit here um, other than in A? That's what we're talking about. But how to me, this is overly complicated, uh, and uh, I, 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 honestly, I would want to strip this down, but that's, I, I, I don't want to go back to zero, but it's like, this is just, this is supposed to be a tool to help, and to me, it's not helping. Um, that's just fine. You, you all can do whatever you want as a board. Um, we drafted this to Because the board could come back, Mary, you can address this. 
the board could come back and say, well, you know what, you failed in one through four, and I can say, and I can say that, you know what, no, I haven't failed because I've succeeded in one through seven, and one through seven is the administration of the housing authority, and so I find that there's a conflict here. That there's a conflict, and and you know, I, I want I went along with this. Um, because, you know, what was it that, that I thought was palatable? We went over the language. I, I went over it much more closely. Um, I don't know what some of the language says, and I think it needs to be tweaked. Ease of access, um, I, I don't understand that. Accountability efforts. These are things that if you're going to evaluate me, I need to know what it is that is, is going to be undertaken. Um, to effectuate the short and long-range plans of repositioning, um, and I just, I just identified for you um, a a schedule which takes us into 2026. Is that a long-range plan, or do I, do I, or do I need to put together a long-range plan within the next three months um, for all of our repositioning? Um, it, it, it it's not clear to me. It's well, not clear I, to me. I, okay, I, what I'm trying to say is we have a conversation. I think, I think when everything is new and stuff like this is new, obviously the natural response is like it's too complicated. But to answer your question, right, B, in my mind, simplicity is your monthly board report, executive director report, has seven sections of program management, resources, and relations, efficiency, blah, blah, blah. And you report out whatever you think we need to know in those sections, and then every three months we sit down as a board to just go through this checklist of, yeah, the monthly reports we've been getting and the updates have given us a good sense of what's going on. So we think that succeeds expectation and meets expectation of the executive director of the reports. Done. And then when it comes to the repositioning, yeah, I think that what's in this PowerPoint to me is a short-term and long-range plan. This is for one property. We have several. So if this PowerPoint slide exists for our others based on the architectural firm, it's a matter of just putting it in one document. But that's the point. It does not. But that's the point. It well, does I'm, I'm not. Just, I'm, I'm answering your question in terms of saying how, right? So but it does not, though. And, and so that because so it does not, then I, I don't want I don't want to be evaluated by the board to say, well, you know what? You haven't done anything, you know, and, and Mr. Commissioner Luongo made a good point. Um, and he raised the question at LaPree. Well, there's a physical needs assessment that's going on at LaPree right now, or has been going on at LaPree. And so, I mean, I, I'm not looking to subject myself to a criticism of the board that because we're spending attention here and we're spending attention at Walkley, that that I'm going to be criticized for not having something at LaPree. It's just not clear to me. But it's just not clear to me. the point that Mary's saying. But, is that but it could we, be. But no, it could be. the point of this conversation is for us to be explicit about, number one, what we're going to be looking for and measuring so we're all on the same page. So there wouldn't be, because we agree, we're actually looking for short-term and long-range plans for what you tell us is realistic to have short-term and long-range plans and, for. And, and that's what you're saying now uh, with this board. This is something that's going to live beyond just this board. It's I, not. I have, it gets I have changed to, every year. Pardon me. I, 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 I think I have to agree with one point. This is really more than I ever thought it would come about. I know nothing about performance. I know nothing about evaluation. I just think that really, all your hard work here, I think this thing is 
will give a few comments. Uh, I see the point of what is the measurable goal in, in the first one. You know, and we had those separated out at first, and then they were put together. So, however, if you jump to number two, three, and four, those are concrete tasks slash goals, right? You're going to do a survey by this year. You're going to evaluate the security by this year. We had moved security up. Somebody else had brought that up. So that's the purpose of, you know, you're going to, we're going to review the bylaws. Those are specific charges, tasks. I see that the conversation around the first one is a little bit more nebulous. You know, so again, this is why this meeting was supposed to take place. I'm happy to do that. It's the will of the board. I don't care. I get paid no matter what you decide. I can help you slim it down to be 10 of these 11 and just have it be narrative. The one thing I would comment on is if you go back, there's no place on here where there are points or scores or mathematical anything. The first bullet on this whole thing is structured communication about how things are going, which is a two-way conversation, not a I'm telling you what's going on or you saying this is what you need to do. So just like when we have employees in our other jobs, how do we manage performance? How do we communicate about our goals and our missions? We have real conversations about it. That's what this is. It's a tool to help communication. Does it, it almost doesn't matter what it looks like. However, what should be happening as a board, not as individual board members, it should be coalesce to say what is the board position. I think in my humble opinion and my loving every moment with you all, there are different personalities, there are different level of interest or caring, and I think as a board, you need a little help. And having something like this can at least have you commenting on the same thing. So if the idea is this feels too complex, this is not a trap for anybody to get caught in. You failed, you know, you exceeded, you failed. You could switch it to be every quarter, you all could write a narrative paragraph on these 10 items. That can count as an evaluation. But the key is to not just do it, compile it, and have a conversation about it. So that is the goal. So if you all want to decide tonight, let's, for the first pilot year, slim this down to be narrative. It doesn't need to be, uh, we don't like giving points and scores. And, you know, performance evaluation can be a morale downer, too, you know. Then it comes, you gave a five, and you gave a three, and then the average is four, and you get too bogged down in that. It's about the conversations about the items. So I will help you do whatever you ask me to do, and I do think that the exercise 
is at least raise the conversation of what we bring up. Now, you can also say, I don't care enough to want to do this. It's a board decision. I don't care. I work with, you know, whoever, you know, I've seen it go all different ways. We don't recommend tying performance appraisals specifically, especially if you have a large group of employees. You know, you have different managers evaluating people differently, and then there's step increases or raises or merit and all of that. That's fine. The goal is to communicate about the charge and the roles and the responsibilities. And I think sometimes, you know, you've got this full-time job. You've got this part-time board job. You know, so talking about it is helpful. And I would suggest, you know, and if I'm hearing some things being said, maybe for this first year, to lighten it up a little bit, you do the narrative. You don't need to set the, you know, maybe the purpose was to say, what are our priorities? And that's how these four things came up. You all talked about priorities. I sent you the email, what's your priorities? You all emailed me back the priorities. This is where that comes from. So maybe you just change it to be priorities and management issues, and you have it be narrative. And we see where we are on November 1st. And then, you know, go from there. Mr. Chair, I may have some. Mary, I understand where you want to go. I just have some concern with the work. I'm going to tell you where to go. I just have some concern as far as the road we're taking to do that. And I understand the concerns on both sides of the issue as far as what's said by the board. I'm confused by this, and I have concerns with this, because even though you're indicating that there's no points or no scores, that this evaluative process is a reflection on me, and I certainly don't want to go through something that I'm confused about, and I deal with this on a daily basis, much less the board members who don't deal with this on a daily basis. And I'm looking at these things, and just, you know, we went over just number one, and there's a difference in short- and long-range plans. To me, a plan is something that's written out and presented. That may not be the case. I don't see anything written in board relations, and for a goal of governance and bylaws, and I know that the board, I know that the board approved this, and I agree to it, but all I have to do is simply review the bylaws, and then that goal is achieved. To me, there's much more that is involved in what I do than simply sending the bylaws to be reviewed by a personnel attorney, or my reviewing those. While it is a concern, it's an elevated concern beyond that which I can even imagine. In my 25 or 30 years of being an attorney and representing public housing authorities, I've dealt with two housing authorities that we have dealt with a bylaw review. It's just not done. If this board wants to do that, that's fine, but it shouldn't be elevated to the point that it is right now. Am I bringing it up? Yeah, because I'm looking at this very closely now. But is that something that's more important 
than the fact that we've collected 99% of the rent over the course of the, the last four years or that we just put in a million dollars into the, uh, the reserve account through the first um, three quarters of the year? Of course it's not. So how am I going to be evaluated? What weight? Is that going to be given more weight than the items that are down here? To me, it's confusing. And regardless of, of all the discussions that we had previously, now I'm looking at it as that which is going to be instituted and how is it going to be instituted. And so to say, well, we can check off, we can look at it, how it's going to work in three months, I'm not in favor of that. I'd like to try to massage this now um, as best we can so it's fair not only to the board but also to me. And ultimately, um, in some of these things, it's a reflection on my staff. So, that was a lot. Um, that was less than what you said, though, Mary. <laughs> I will push back a little bit on the group here. This draft, this language, has been available for months. Okay, so so on that, if you if you're if you all are just finally looking at it now to find it confusing, I say you vote to scrap it. Okay? I'm fine with that. So, <laughs> and if in fact, I think part of it is hearing the words, what's the weight? There's no weight in conversation. So, if the concern is, this is too, it's weighted this way, my suggestion that I'm giving is, you realize these things, these topics, are from the job description, okay? Not all the ones from the job description, because there's many. These are from the job description, which the board is charged with managing the executive director, okay? So it may not be things everybody loves or feels. I think if we switched it to forget the written word afterwards, and you just went with the, you can even take out the repositioning and the structure. If that's the one that people are getting bogged down on, there's no reason you can't comment on a quarterly basis how you think it's going with resident services, how you think it's going on security issues, how you think it's going, so the bylaws, you might say nobody's re reviewing it, but the goal here was to look at things for bias. That's a different goal than updating, you know, and if you all don't want to, y'all voted, you know, so if you want to change your mind, that's fine. However, I do think there is not anything wrong. How do you hold somebody accountable? And I'm not talking about giving points and tying it to raises, but are you meeting our expectations? And if you say back, well, we'd know it, you'd know it if we had a problem. You know, you all have different ideas. So I do think it is worth it because I'm not getting the impression you all meet on a regular basis to have any conversation of how things are going. Never. Well, I get the we, impression. We meet every month. And, and, and you get reports. And we get reports. And if there's an issue, security, for example, someone right. will bring up. Or Better performance. 
Why don't, we one, why don't we one person talk at a time, yeah. please? So here's my suggestion from what I'm hearing, because I, I don't think you should stop it, because I think it's important to be able to have everybody have a voice. You all know board dynamics. You got one loud one, one quiet one, two medium ones, and do, does everybody wait to hear what somebody says? I think having feedback from everyone is important. I think having feedback from the director is important. So even if we cut it down to help these items, what would it harm? Switch the pilot to that and say, okay, in the, in the month of November, you all have to, and it can be a 360, can have 10 categories, and you all fill in how you think it's going within that subject. And the director could do that, and you all could do it. And it could be coalesced and shared. Mr. Chair, you know, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I have, have and, and Mary, I respect you, so don't, don't take this personally. I know. But, but, but why would I do that where you say that they'll come forward with, with 10 items and this is supposed to be something that we agree upon and that I know through communication what the level of performance is. And, and I know that the board voted to do things on a three-month basis, but this, this mechanism right here indicates it's a six-month basis. That's another question I have. But why would I just have four board members here and, and a fifth that's going to come on board at some point in time and, and not have a conversation as to how I'm going to be evaluated? So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's what you meant, but for me, I'm confused as to how it is that they're going to evaluate me based upon the fact that you've got A and, and you've got B and how I can be performing very well in, in one regard and not well, excuse me, in one section and not well in the other section. Um, I, I, I'm confused and, and like I said, I'm confused and I deal with this um, all the time and as you and I have had discussions before, I actually teach personnel and have, have dealt with this. I've not ever seen a, a, and it's not to say that it's not right, but I've not ever seen a performance plan that is, is spelled out like this or an evaluative system. And, and you and I talked earlier um, as far as the goals and objectives and, and how we have a differing opinion on that. So, um, and I'm not talking about the, the substance of that. I'm talking more from a, from a process point of view. So I think, I think we were getting bogged down. Go ahead. Is, 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 I'd like you to develop, you know, develop it that everybody just, you know, write down this section of narrative and we all collectively sit there and say, well, section A, this is what I wrote and so forth, and we compare and see how we can go. Is, is that something that um, you think will work? I think that when, when Mary suggested that, I think that would be a great way to pilot this because I think that because to your point, we never actually had that kind of conversation before. Of we each have a chance to reflect about what we're running and hearing and then talk together. So I think that maybe starting with something more simple, this, maybe this one is a little more sophisticated than we're ready to approach. Um, 
I, I think that's good, but I think that the categories, I think, are still relevant. So I think that would be useful to keep. And I know, um, as I said, for me, for this, this experience for myself, it started to make me realize where I, re I noticed I had gaps in my own understanding because there's information that I wasn't getting, right? And I think that this will help facilitate that for all of us. Because I think sometimes at this meeting, we'll start to kind of say, well, remember this, remember that, remember this, remember that. And I think, for me, the whole purpose of this is about communication, not about, like you said, waiting score and this has like, any impact in any other way other than to improve the effectiveness of how we operate as an organization. And knowing, like you said, our role as a board, just role as a board, where we're different and distinct and where we come together.
communication is key. And getting on the same page so the board can speak as a, a voice. And it's hard as a board. And you only meet once a month. And your agendas are long. And, you know, so if you have an opportunity and the quarter is added so that you don't go six months and the quarter in a pilot is added so that you say, you know, is this what we really need to be about? So I leave it to you all. I think that, um, you know, it's always beneficial to have and the reason you get shared goals and objectives is so that you're on the same page. Or you can do what you want as a board. Um, you know, but I'd rather see you come up with, if we're going down that line of, okay, look at this sheet, you know, what do we want to communicate about? And we can I think, it. I, I think at this point we've discussed this, you know, it's more than Personally, I want to see it simplified. I, I want to see it sort of made a little, make it a little easier for everybody. I never thought we'd go this far, to be honest with you. That's well, my here's my suggestion. Since the, the executive director uh, knows what the key functions of the job are, why don't I work? You know, Jeff, send me, send me 10 categories. Of these, and I think they're on this page. So we narrowed down these ten down, these down to what you think would be manageable. That's the thing that we. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were talking to me. Okay, no question. Taking what we have here and narrowing it down to the categories that you feel like would be manageable for this quarter. Why don't I reformat what we talked about? Okay, because I, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, and if we just make it as Please comment on strengths, weaknesses, what we want to focus on in each of these areas. You could then answer that question on a quarterly basis for this year to say, how is that going? And everybody can do it. So I will, I will leave Mary, can you speak to me about this beyond the, the four corners of this board? Absolutely. That's what I, I was just saying. You know the job. If you say there's eight or ten that you think is better than these, then we'll, we'll incorporate that. Michael, does that, does that address what you're, I'm sorry, Commissioner Lewis, we have two Michaels here. Does, does, that, does that address your concern? I think Losa might have, might have uh, uh, said something also. I'm open to, 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 to retweeting it if you, if you want to help. If the two of you want to discuss offline what you think the, the best way to, to set up the, the priorities and then we can kind of comment on the next or whatever the next meeting is, I'm open to it. I mean, I'm just, to me, I, I, I've been opposed to this whole thing in the beginning, so that's full disclosure. So I, I say we evaluate every month at the, at, the, at the meetings, every month. So to me, this is an unnecessary step, but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go along with whatever the rest of the board wants. If, if, if we pair it way down to basically just, you know, five to ten, you know, simple objectives, then, you know, to me, the director would drive that train because he does the job every day. You know, we show up once a month and have these meetings. Um, that's, the, that's the way I would do it. I have to agree with uh, my fellow brother guy. Uh, just think we're going to get this thing over and sort of let it go later. 
you know already where I stand, but I think it's true what charged with evaluating. We have never evaluated the executive director. And I know that there's been all kinds of feelings about going through this process. I think it's actually been beneficial because it, the struggles that we have in these conversations actually have to do with the indication of why a communication tool that we're all on the same page about would be helpful. Um, because the only way, you know, for myself, having had staff, still have staff, having gone through, you know, how do you do board management effectively at BU and their whole training, like, we actually, this is not simply about just talking to us, as you keep saying, Mary. Um, it's about us also being in conversation with you, Jeff. And I think that we haven't had a productive way of doing that by virtue of some of our meetings that have been really unpleasant, <laughs> um, to, say, to say it lightly. And so I think that when we can improve our communication on a consistent basis and know, know that there's space for that, I feel like the work and how we do our work is going to get better. And I think ultimately, residents are going to see the benefit of improving communication. I think at this point with discussion, I'll, I'll, I'll make a motion to close this topic of discussion. Michael makes a motion. We close the discussion. I just have a question. Are we clear about what's happening next? Are we all clear on that? I'm not My understanding that closing it in the motion is for me to send you back after speaking with the director, eight to ten items that's going to be more topic driven for comments. And how are we able to simplify? Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. You and I were going to talk. It wasn't necessarily five to. I mean, no, eight to ten items. Give me whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We just we're just deciding on what. Mary, Mary and I will. Mary and I will discuss this. Yeah. Right. And after I discuss, I will make a motion. Okay. Motion was made and seconded. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Still technically have wine. Connecticut for completion of MHA job number 
2007-6671 Walking Court Surveillance System installation in the amount of $4,165. Approval. Commissioner Lewis moves approval. Who seconds it? Uh, Commissioner Shelby seconds it. Uh, all in favor? Resolution. Roll call. Roll call, please. Yep, I'm sorry. Uh, Commissioner Longo. Yeah. Commissioner Chevry. Yeah. Commissioner Lewis. Yes. Commissioner Janvier. Yeah. So, follow the affirmative, none of the negative, and the motion passed. C. Resolution number 2021-031. Consideration or request by the Executive Director approve service contract with EZ Disposal Services of, of Revere, Mass. For MHA job number S2109, trash hauling services at AMP 1, salt install, AMP 1, tampon apartments, AMP 1, Phillip apartments, Phillips apartments, excuse me, and AMP 3, Weldon Gardens. The initial contract term be for one year in an amount not to exceed $95,000. There will be a one year option to renew in an amount not to exceed Yes, uh, Commissioner Luongo. Yes. Commissioner Chevry. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. Yes. Commissioner Janvia. Yes. Thank you. No, no, we have an executive session. We have a D. 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 We have Zero three two consideration request by the executive director to approve a change order in the amount not to exceed twenty five thousand six hundred and sixty nine dollars and twenty nine cents with the Rujo Brothers Plumbing and Heating of New Bedford, Mass. for AMP One Tampon Apartments, crawl space piping replacement and building ventilation project. Uh, the uh, background on this is that change order number one is to add one hundred forty six drain down ball valves at each riser location in the crawl spaces, adding drain down valves at each riser will greatly assist in isolating units for future maintenance. On a uh, roll call vote, Commissioner Luongo, yes. Commissioner Chevry, yes. Commissioner Lewis, yes. Commissioner Janvia. Yes. Thank you. Mr. Chair, yes. I would request that the board um, um, vote to go into executive session for the purpose of discussing uh, pending litigation uh, where a, uh, a hearing of this in open session um, would be um, Disadvantaged. Uh, the housing authority would be disadvantaged if this were discussed in a in an open session. I'll recommend that we also adjourn from executive session. Okay, we have uh, two motions there. No, it's one, but we're amending it. So whatever Jeff said, we're amending that we're going to approve. Thank you. We need a resolution on that since it's a motion to go into executive session. I shouldn't say resolution. Roll call. Um, Commissioner Luongo. Roll call. roll call. Yeah, I meant roll yes. call. Commissioner Longo. Commissioner Chevry. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. Yes. Commissioner Gentile. Yes. Okay, thank you.